Hi everyone and welcome to episode 12 of the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. My name is BJ Ryan, teaming up with the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton. Hello, Terry. Hello, Bernard. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. It's been a good week. It has been a, a good week, hasn't it? The sun's been shining. There's uh, been a couple of winners and uh, a couple of losers as well. Good weekend for yourself. Yeah, it was a it was a good and weekend. The, and the podcast um, actually, a few winners floating around. Sure, it should have been. Yeah, it was a, a pretty good day on uh, Magic Millions Day. If um, we we saved on White Shoes Herbert, if Mister Janelle and I, I had a, I took a, the five shorties. I'm going to say shorties. They were between twos and five to one for a fair amount. So Mister Janelle would have uh, topped off a, a fairly big day, a luckless Mister Janelle. But mm. uh, no, we can't complain. It was a. Uh, very uh, good day out. Really enjoyed the win of um, Flower of War. I thought that was the uh, the run of the day, sitting out there wide, and especially from a personal point of view, when I'd knocked the absolute guts out of Serenity Bay. It gets the run and of the were, gets were, the oh mate. They were coming at you, Terry. Jeez, on, they were on Twitter. They, they were. were coming where's at the you? four bucks I was promised? I said, well, they're asking for two fifty. It's the best I can do. If I put up any more, it's gone instantly. So. Um, yeah, I couldn't quite believe that. So I felt somewhat uh, vindicated when it got the run of the race. And um, even though the rail was probably a little bit a bit sloppy, but mm. um, and uh, Flower was that deep. But no, it was a good day. How did you go, Bernard? Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, obviously the stars were on the track. Gemma's son, uh, really, really good colt. Considering the pattern, it was a really big win, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he, he burned early. He went, he went you know, well above benchmark to the 800. Paul Harvey was able to give him a bit of a breather between the eight and the four. And then he just, even though he didn't really, the numbers suggest he didn't really finish off, he'd just run them ragged mm -hmm. and he was drawing clear. Or the others were sort of stopping on the line, which gave the impression he was drawing clear. But that was a super performance by him. He's unbeaten three starts. And really, if uh, David Harrison can hold him together, he's probably just going to win the Karakata, yeah, isn't he, really? So. There's no dig deeps going around this year, so yeah, right. it should make it a lot easier for the other runners. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hats off to the stable. Uh, we tried to get him beat punters last week, but the money was just so strong, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Even on the day. It was. It, I think it might have touched a dollar sixty on the exchange. Dollar seventy was, was touched okay. briefly. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're brave to take that, especially there was an interview with Ryan Hill. I think Julio Santarelli interviewed Ryan on the morning, and he said he was going to go forward and take him on. They felt they had the gate speed to couldn't get across. No, he couldn't. But yeah. that, that just adds up a little bit of um, if a horse is being softened up over twelve hundred. If Pike, I mean, Pike, I tip precautionary, and you tip watch me dance. Mm. Both of them found a little bit of trouble in the run. And both went good, I thought. Yeah. Both went good. I think precautionary in the cricket's last two, but it yeah. just Pike just found trouble and, and got in the wrong position got totally. Speed. He did get speared, speared yeah. yeah. I don't think it was his fault. But um, actually, it's a good segue, actually, BJ. Yesterday, uh, interesting days racing. I just want to quickly touch. This was uh, yesterday, Ascot. Yes, yesterday, the 12th of February. Um, I guess this is I guess this is this week's Terry's tantrum probably. Been looking forward to Terry's tantrum oh, becoming a, a thing on the one one. Yeah, Let's I, go. I, it was a well, it was a pretty reasonable day out yesterday. I, I can't complain too much. My, my the two major bets were both beaten, but um, there was. Did you notice there was a real fear of the front mm. yesterday? I was just perplexed as to what on earth was happening at Ascot yesterday. It was one of the most diabolical and one of the most confusing days tactically I've ever seen. Yeah, it's definitely midweek. It's probably advantageous to swoop, but you can lead and win. It's not impossible. Watching Sandler's, watching the, the change of tactics from the Durant yard, a pretty sharp yard in a race with no speed to go back. Were they going to outsprint Dark Mission? Were they going to outsprint Eurasia? They were never going to do that. What, what was the thought process between going back? Yeah. I mean, Star Glitter has led a horse race. It's had 83 starts. I can remember most of those 83. I don't remember it ever leading. Do mm -hmm. you? 
can't say I do. No, I just found that. I'm not even blaming. I'm not. It's not Brad Palmer's fault. The horse jumped. The horse is flying, and I was big on it, and I was tipping that. I mean, it was double figures, high double figures for um, a good portion of uh, of Tuesday. I was tipping that to basically every person I spoke to and every animal I spoke to as well. That's uh, mm. not that I speak to animals. I, th- I think it's know. I think it, like we're turning into a bunch of wind lunatics to tell you the yeah. truth, Terry. And like we, we talk about it a lot on the podcast as well as off air as well, just trying to work out the patterns. And like the jockeys and trainers, they're very sensitive to to wind patterns as well. So for me, if there's if you're working into a headwind, I think you're better off actually working into it at a genuine, at least even tempo. If you're going slow into a headwind, you're just going to get swooped and swamped yeah. every time. 100%. The, the, the horses that have performed well uh, with headwinds midweek rail out recently um, that have that on paces have all set even to genuine tempo. Look at the last work, work, work into the work into the wind, and and then it just it doesn't allow the swoopers to have that suck run and run over the top of you. Yeah. So, exactly. Right. One one example was the the She's a Light race. I'm pretty sure they broke benchmark or went pretty close to benchmark mm-hmm. to the 800 and the 400, and um, and She's a Light was right on top of the speed and and, and kept rolling. So I'm going to go as far as saying that was probably the best ride of uh, 2020 as well. Just about didn't have a cent on, wasn't in my quaddy. I was nowhere near it, so I'm not talking from my uh, the hip pocket. But uh, that ride from Emma Stent from a wide gate, I actually um, the way she tucked in once she realised she wasn't going to be able to find the outside of Soy Tan Rapido was um, yeah a very 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 impressive ride for some coming towards the end of her apprenticeship it was a very good uh, advertisement for her skill sets so, yeah um, that was that was yeah, a gem. well done but i mean as the day progressed i mean you saw horses like you raise raced against its pattern outside the speed ran on really and, and ran really well for for second uh kentucky love uh pike went to the top led and yep. won city center sat outside of star glitter they quenelled it it simply was it came to the point where the front wasn't that bad mm. yeah you probably wanted to have cover but because nobody wanted to be there natural on-speed horses were handing up and i don't understand what they expected their horse to suddenly be able to sit and sprint and run quicker final splits um than horses that have i actually proven. thought the track was quite even on 100%, the day so 100 percent it was um but yeah i i think this this wind, wind mad is wind right. sensitivity it's, it's, yeah. is um especially midweek with the rail out of our sky i think sometimes we outsmart ourselves and i think the participants can fall into that trap as well wind sensitivity that's usually something i hear after a uh, <laughs> after i've had a big night and i'm sitting on the couch the next day and i've got me third lot of uber eats on the way uh, any any other tantrums I was highly frustrated. I, well, I had two real good goes yesterday. I, I think I ended up with four or five of the eight winners and I finished barely, I think I've basically finished square for the day because I've, I've loaded Kelly's gem. I do not understand the thought process going back to the rail and riding the best horse by five lengths for luck. I think I said in my preview, the only way this gets beaten is pilot error. And I think you might find there was a little bit of pilot error in that from Pikey. Probably a little bit, uh, yeah, just sometimes you just, when you've got the best horse, you can probably ride it a little less cute. And then um, Star Glitter, obviously, led. I think for a horse, I get to lead and still run second uh, and come and get on the line like it was, um, showed that it was flying. So I do think there's another win for Star Glitter shortly. It's just a shame it wasn't yesterday when half of Australia with the, had with the, the, big, price, the big prices. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, well, although um, for listeners of the 1-1 yesterday, if you were on Heck Watch like oh, we were, you yes. might have had a little nibble at X Celestial in the first. She was a uh, top-notch trialer, but we'll get to that later in the show. Following on from Gemma's son, brilliant Magic Moon's two-year-old win was, of course, uh, Cryptic Wonder. Too good in the Magic Moon's three-year-old trophy. Wasn't that impressed? Yeah, I heard William William Pike on the radio and he described it quite well. He um, 
got into, well, Money Matters came across sharply shortly after the start and um, caused some interference to both him and uh, I think it was Tommy Blue that was following him mm-hmm. and um, the horse that was inside Cryptic Wonder. So they both lost ground at that stage. And then Pike said that he had to use the horse more than he wanted to from there on and actually went uh, before he expected him to. So he wasn't surprised to see him running on empty late, um, but he seemed to think that the, the win was actually a lot better than it looked on paper. Okay. And he described it really sense. well. If, if you've got an opportunity, look back at the Tab Radio podcast on SoundCloud. Uh, he spoke really well and, and described the Cryptic Wonder performance nicely but yeah he's a he's a really nice horse he got the got the job done for us on the uh, and the one one listeners as well tick we got the price I, I took the 215 early thinking that would just be all the money and um yeah they came for some sort they dropped from the clouds for yeah for so, the, sorry money matters money matters those yep. two confused sorry yep. for money matters yeah they dropped from the clouds so. that was a really strong move there it certainly so. was stable made of cryptic wonder celebrity queen she just went whoosh yeah, it was girls against women instead of boys against men get it uh that was just way too good pike again i, I think it won the race really well but geez he rode it for a little bit of luck again it was probably not necessary was it geez. there's a few nervous moments I there thought. was yeah. yeah there was i mean i i'd again that was when we got right i think we we said take the early 2 220 mm. it was a vibe it's jumped i think a dollar 60 odd on betfair and he just i think it was even dollar 50 like flat yeah. on the on the um corporate so yeah it was just too good she looks another Cerise and White star in the making. There's a few other uh, Cerise and White horses which will uh, look like mm-hmm. making uh, three-year-olds. They look like making a big impact at Ascot on Saturday, which we'll talk about in the preview. So the Wizard, too good for him again last weekend. He <laughs> he was even good enough to get Magic Empire over the line, Terry. No. No? I just don't want to talk about it. That's all. <laughs> so Magic Empire and uh, I playing, laid, I laid that. playing Marika. And it was backed off the map. The last few I've laid, I'm usually pretty good at laying them. and backing, lays. Like, backing them at a, uh, that sounds pretty good. Mm. And then backing them at a, lo- a longer price later. But recently I've been, I'm sweet dreaming, I laid at 480. I had to, that was trading at 270 late, which was quite uh, a big result for me with the horse I'd backed just getting over the top of it. So it was a rarity, but uh, yeah, we enjoyed that one. Yeah, the Perth Racing Guru in action punters. So uh, the Wizard, yeah, got Magic Empire over the line on the same day that playing Marika wins. Fancy fancy that. That was uh, it was all happening at Pinjarra early mm-hmm. last Saturday. But Pike treble at Pinjarra Saturday, followed it up with another treble at Narragin on Sunday, including the Cup aboard Burning Pride. She was dominant. She's flying Team Williams again. The other highlight on Saturday was Lindsay Smith's Too Close to the Sun, most impressive in his 2000 meter win. I saw a photo of him on Twitter. He was joining Akinar, uh, stable newcomer, Akinar Star and the champ Black Art Bart. They were boarding a plane to Melbourne on Tuesday. Very interesting to see how those three go uh, in their Victorian assignments over the next four weeks, Terry. Yeah, Akinar Star, if, uh, if they're getting the best out of some of these other runners, Akinar Star and uh, Andrew Walker, the uh, the Levithian owner that he is. What uh, up walks? Be, what up walks, yeah, yeah, he'll be very excited about that, I think. I don't know, I don't know what the, they're targeting, but um, the way that's stable and the way our horses are going over race, there's no reason it can't win a big race over there. Too close to sun, post-race, Brad Graham, who's obviously a, a, a successful trainer in his own right, he is the foreman for Lindsay Smith's mm-hmm. Perth operation. He said on Sky Thoroughbred Central that Too Close to Sun was the best horse in the stable, in the Perth stable, which mm. was very interesting. So looking forward to if, if the wraps uh, are on the mark with Too Close to Sun, 
be very interesting to see how he goes in staying events in Victoria. 100%. So speaking of Blackheart Bar, he was in that photo heading to Melbourne, the old champ. He was in action at the Lark Hill Trials on Monday. He won heat four with Paul Harvey in the saddle. Smith, uh, Lindsay Smith was interviewed by Giulio Santarelli post-trial and he said that if Brad Rewilla... Was that a Santa snippet, was it? It was, yep. okay. yes. He's all over at Santa. And um, he said that if Brad Rewilla isn't to ride Blackheart Bard in Melbourne, that Paul Harvey, the pontiff, might even get the sit, Terry. What do you think of that? I'm excited. I always mm. love to see a... I'm not sure what. I'm not sure if it's the right move, but I always love to see a uh, West Australian jockey go over and, and ride over there. So let's let's hope that eventuates. Mm. So on that... Uh, on those Lucky Hill Trials on Monday, we saw dual Perth Cup winner Star Exhibit in action as well. He'll resume in the Detonator Stakes next Saturday. He'll be chasing back-to-back victories. Peter's Investments also stepped out. 2000 and Oaks, uh, 2019 WA Oaks winner Dark Choice in Heat 6. She went nicely. Interesting trial up. $575,000 yearling purchase, uh, Cerise and White. This horse's name is Shuplada, um, who won Heat 7. That's a... That's a very dear, that's a very dear yeah. yearling. So it'd be interesting to see how that uh, filly goes I think um, Bob, moving Bob forward. Bob just found some loose coins in his car, and that's how he paid for it. Though, yeah, suggesting. just a bit of shrapnel mm. for for Bob and all, um, all in silver. So Shup Shuplata, keep an eye out for that uh, for that horse moving forward. Also, we've got Belmont Trials. This there's a lot going on, Terry. There we've got a Belmont bit, Trials tomorrow so we're recording uh at uh it's it's 10 55 on thursday morning for those looking for a time res- reference for the podcast there'll be belmont trials at uh sorry tomorrow and the likes of platoon and tell them we're coming they will be going around they last raced in the railway railway stakes the mm-hmm. pair of them so they're um they're very they're high quality top end talent horses now the trials are on friday due to the magic moons perth Yearling sale starting on Monday, finishing up on Tuesday afternoon. Terry, are you going to be stepping out to the to the yearling yeah, sales? Yeah, you're going to be, be spending be any of any of your hard earned. Yeah, we've got a few of us uh, going to be putting in for another horse with the pierces and maybe uh, one or two other yards. But uh, no, good. Uh, I've never been to a um, uh, one of the Perth Magic Million sales, so I'm looking forward to getting out there. How about yourself? Yeah, I haven't been to the new complex, mm-hmm. so looking forward to having a look at that in the Swan Valley. And yeah, just going out, doing a bit of. Uh, Networking, I suppose, Terry, Maybe having a do, chat. Maybe we could do like a roving Brian type thing out there for like a roving podcast and float around with the uh, the microphone. What do you reckon? Yeah, after a few sherbets, Terry, yeah, I, think no, you can, that I think you can take the mic. I was going to say, that's when I do my best work. Usually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, interview all the heavy hitters out yeah. there at the Magic Moons Complex. So uh, that's always exciting with the, the, the cracking yearlings that we'll no doubt see plenty of on Twitter and Facebook over the next couple of weeks. Just before we wrap up the WA racing news, we have to mention that Regal Power looked super in his Bunbury trial win last Friday. But most importantly, Terry, we Bob called, Peters. We called for it. We did call for it. You could say that we orchestrated it to some degree. This is the one-one podcast uh, jockey booking. I think we did orchestrate it, Terry, <laughs> and and um, I think the the evidence is is there. So clearly, Bob would Peters. You say that the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> I would say that the evidence is all there. Bob Peters clearly listens to the 1-1 because mm-hmm. he has confirmed <laughs> that William the Wizard Pike will be riding Regal Power when he steps out at Caulfield in the Peter Young Stakes, Terry. Excited. Really weird little... I, 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 
I'm very excited about Williams on board, but I, I find it very odd that he's racing first up fresh over the 1800. Uh, they work so hard in their campaigns here to get them perfectly ready for the railway stage. You know, four trials, then the first up run, the second up run, third up railway. Just feels like these Melbourne campaigns are really, they're not planned as well. Uh, and then they're harder races to win. But I do uh, hope he can win that race and let's uh, hope that uh, makes a few more people vote for him going towards the, uh, the all-star mile. That's right. I would suspect the Australian Cup is his number is one. Goal, so yeah. I yeah. could I could imagine him having an like I imagine they're going to be out doing their best in the Peter Young, but that won't be his grandfather. They'll be using that as a primer for the Australian Cup. Yep, uh, over two thousand meters at Flemington. So um, William Pike's I think he's ta- uh, got a booking in the uh, Oakley Plate on the day. Hummer, Hummer, William Pike. So um, and I believe his uh, manager Dalva Hagen's working feverishly on getting him a ride in the Blue Diamond Stakes as well so that will be cool we could even see the Wizard and the Pontiff riding oh. in Melbourne over the next few weeks won't that be something that so, would be something but just getting back to Bob how do you think he listens to the 1-1 is it would it be an iTunes man or SoundCloud how do, how Gra- do you think gramophone <laughs> gramophone I'd suggest yeah he puts the uh, the needle on the uh, uh, that's what it's called yeah yeah, yeah no he'd be the gramophone I think yeah, yeah he, um, um, an avid listener obviously yeah, everyone it, it would get him on the show but I'm just concerned that he'll talk too much and uh, <laughs> the, the, it'll just go for several hours so obviously a man of many words uh, Mr. Peters so exciting this mate there's a lot happening and i forgot to mention the brilliant fabergino mm. she's heading to melbourne as well going to be starting down the straight thousand at flemington in uh, the hoisted on february 29 so keep an eye out on your form guides punters and your black books put all those horses in because we want to be cheering on all the wa horses over the next few weeks and months reckon, over on the I east coast fabergino will bolt in as well if she's right down a thousand meter straight so nucky's trying to um get the full fitness to ride over there currently injured get, yes currently injured peter nucky yeah so uh that watch this space for mm-hmm. the booking for fabergino not forgetting, we've got racing at Esperance on Saturday as well as the big Albany Cup Day on Sunday, Terry. And so there's certainly exciting times ahead. Plenty to talk about on future editions of the 1-1. We might uh, we might even declare the winner of the Albany Cup at the end of the preview, I think, Bernard. Okay, and not forgetting, we've got some guests coming on in the next couple of weeks, Terry. Yes, we've got uh, Luke Fernie. Uh, will be joining us next, uh, next Thursday. So very excited about having uh, Luke on for episode 13. Who thought we'd get to episode 13? I know, eh? it's wild. Yeah, it's incredible isn't it? Mm. Uh, so no, I'm very much looking forward to having Luke on. We can have a chat to him about uh, the plans going forward with a few of his runners. Um, Mr. Genoa, see where he's going to next. Ask Wouldn't him. mind uh, picking his brain about the art of thoroughbred horse training 100%, as well. hundred yeah. percent, yeah. It'll be, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to having uh, having Luke on. So we, we've had Cripper on in the past, but obviously it's nice to have an actual big name. Um, come on the, uh, <laughs> come on the program. <laughs> Oh uh, dear, uh, that wasn't even that funny. And we've got uh, Peter McCormick, uh, a, uh, a superstar bookmaker, will be joining us sometime in March as well. Date yet to be uh, really looking forward to that. So, yeah, it will be. Uh, it will be good to get a. Uh, a uh, different generation's opinion because um, I think Peter's about uh, early 40s I think so yeah. <laughs> so, for that. so yeah there's a bit happening on the 1-1 one, one punters so keep listening it's time to thank our sponsors Terry so we've got the Market City Meets and Mundaring Hotel they have been with us from the start and just we just ask all our listeners and supporters out there to go and visit these two businesses and support them moving forward so we've got the Mundaring Hotel Publican in O'Connor go see Butchie uh, in Jacoby Street Mundaring. The Mundaring Hotel is the heart of the hills since 1899. Go there, feed, flutter, froffies. It's all happening at the Mundaring Hotel. They sponsor our WA Racing Mastermind competition. 
Um, congrats to episode 11 winner, Reese O'Brien. He was one of five listeners to get all four questions right. Thanks to everyone for having a go. Uh, had a look at um, Reese's Twitter feed, just did a little bit of stalking Terry. He's actually a part owner of the outstanding The Velvet King. So, Is he? Yes, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's a winner in he more didn't ways. He did then, did he? He's a winner in more ways than one, Reese. So congratulations, mate, and your $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel is in the mail. We'll be doing the questions for this week's episodes before we preview race six, so before the start of the quaddy. So stay tuned for this week's four questions for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. Also, Market City Meats, they're the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Go see Timmy, he'll take very good care of you. Market City Meats sponsored the very popular Get Out Steaks competition, extremely popular last week, and uh, it was a really good finish. It was the blanket finish last week, really made it um, quite an exciting go. And it, congrats to Bradley David. The winner, he, the winner was never really in doubt though, was it, Bernard? No, it wasn't. It was actually interesting. There was quite a few people who had solid Azza around very similar margins, but congrats, Bradley David. He was, uh, he was nearest the pin. He nailed solid Azza. His guess of 0.45 lengths was only a smidgen away from the official 0.4 lengths. So Bradley, uh, go see Timmy to pick up your gourmet beef package from Market City Meats. We'll remember to run through the competition details before we preview race nine this week, Terry. Tell you what, the neighbours learned some new words when um, Solidazza was uh, closing in late as well. So, you up yeah, and about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they learned some new words, let's just say that. A few, a few noise complaints up there. <laughs> so, reminder to everyone, if you actually want to read our previews, to go to the Betfair hub for Terry's race-by-race race analysis and betting strategies. And if you want my preview, the leg up, you can grab that from the Best Bets website or the Race website. So you can grab those if you want to actually have a read of them. Stay tuned after the preview for Horses to Follow, Top-Notch Trialers and the Whatever Happened to segments. And Terry, it's time we moved on to the preview. Okay, BJ. So first of all, before we just completely kick off onto the preview, what are your thoughts on the two maidens on a, uh, a Saturday race card, Bernard? Don't like it. Don't like Don't it. Don't like it at all. We've got we've got two maidens and a two odd race, a bit of a plain two odd race, to be honest, mm. to kick off the card. So it's just such a soft start to the day. It's very. It was very hard to get terribly. Don't want to be too down on it, but oh. we, honestly, it was very hard to get really too enthusiastic about this card early. Um, yeah, I've treated the maidens with disdain. Done about yeah. hours forming total over the two races. So Yeah, that race two is is um shouldn't be on a Saturday program. Probably shouldn't be on a Thursday, to yeah. be honest. Probably shouldn't be on a Monday. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Let's let's go ahead with us the positivity. Let's let's find some winners. Uh the rails back to the one meter position. Uh, we've got a very light southwesterly throughout the entire day. It doesn't look like there's any chance of that swinging around. So pretty happy to allow for a relatively fair track um, with the rail close to the true position. And especially earlier in the day, maybe slightly advantaging, advantaging, slightly advantageous for those that are closer to the speed. But um, really look at your speed maps and, um, and bet accordingly to that, but be willing to change how you um, attack the meat because these meats can just sort of have outliers where they do play on pace suddenly from nowhere. So you just want to be ready to to go. Uh, I don't think either of us are quite as bullish as we were last week, mm. to say the least. Even more so after the markets came out 
yeah, this morning. Thin. Yeah, I, thin. I, I didn't see a lot of juice in the in the early odds. So but anyway, we'll wait to see how the market evolves and we'll go from there. Exactly right. All right, race one, the uh, Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Maiden over the 1,400 metres. Um, very simply, I think we'll actually be able to get through a few of these pretty quickly, which is something good for the listeners at least, isn't it? Don't mm. listen to us. Uh, jibber jabber on for too long. Um, basically, this is a bunch of horses that have had a million chances to win a maiden against um against an up-and-comer who's trialed pretty well in uh, forgotten jewel so i'm basically willing to give i usually when i do a lot of my i was telling you off air before i when i do a lot of my uh, albany and, and geraldton and um even kalgoorlie when it's in season uh, maiden form a lot of those horses have a million chances to win them and then uh, a visitor comes along or a newcomer comes and they tend to break their maiden status pretty quickly if they've got any type of ability so at the two dollars twenty or so that's probably thinner than i want to play for a horse that's first up at the four 1400 meters mm. but um looked pretty sharp in its trials there's not much speed goes forward and i think forgotten jewel if it has the talent i think it might uh we're pretty hard to beat pj yeah agree with your thoughts there terry i wasn't expecting forgotten jewel to come up that price but um really that i guess is um it had to to some degree just didn't it yeah yeah you have to especially from the lindsey smith star you got to keep him safe at the moment yeah it looks like a pretty strapping horse uh from the vision at trials moves well blinkers on brad palmer i think it'll go straight to the front if its conditioning is there which you imagine it will be howling from the lindsey smith yard it should be very hard to beat i think there's only one horse that can beat it and it's diamond trade like the way it hit the line the other day uh big improver second up after a poor run first up if it can maintain that form coming to the 1400 i think diamond train will be finishing off late and is probably the only runner capable of knocking off forgotten jewel for mine as you said a lot of these horses have had plenty of opportunities yep. to break through so for me it's either forgotten jewel and um if if that horse is going to get rolled it'd be diamond trade could not agree with what you just said anymore um if it is going to get beaten it's it's very likely to be diamond trade but yeah forgotten jewel big center half forward looking type big jonathan yeah. brown isn't yeah, it unless you it, could see it leading up in the brisbane jumper and yeah, taking unless it was grabs, trolling so. against shetland ponies yeah. <laughs> but to me it just it stood out uh, from the vision so yeah, yeah that's 100%. a very nice horse yeah again i'm not, I'm not one to get uh too excited about even money uh favorites first up at the 1400 so probably a race we'll uh we'll let go and if it, the thing is if it does drift on betfair and you get a better price that's probably a concern to be honest mm. so i can't see a situation where we get involved there okay uh race two. Oh god it gets even uh are we doing a uh, is this a northern thursday or an ascot saturday where uh, it looks it looks northern there? thursday deep oh, winter he's a d- deep winter. soft seven <laughs> heavy oh eight type situation okay. here. The Desonia Hams, uh, it doesn't actually say Hams, but I don't mind a Desonia Ham. Mm. Uh, the Desonia Maiden over the 1100 metres. Uh, any strong opinions here, Bernard? Are you giving Kate a millionth chance or not? Last chance. You are. Where, where have you got, uh, where have you got her mapping? 1-1. One, 1-1 one. One, one from barrier 9? Yeah. Okay, run me, uh, run me through that. I just think Jared Noski is going to, it begins really well this man. I think Jared Noski is be- going to begin alongside Oilskin from uh, Barrier 10 with the blinkers on Oilskin. I think they will both roll forward. Oilskin will then have to march to outside leader, which will more than likely be Aristic, which will then allow CK to slot in 1-1. Ambitious. 
Particularly ambitious. ambitious. From, barrier, from barrier nine, yeah. You're asking a lot to have in there. You're asking for city centre not to kick up. and But, yeah, I can definitely see um, I can definitely see what you're saying. CK's a real... Uh, it's a horse in its trials. It says B on me, basically, doesn't it? But it's... Yeah. Um, while it has had... Uh, has had... Well, she has had her chances. Um, she's probably had a few genuine excuses throughout the... Uh, throughout her journey as well so a few, I, di- few different yards she's been sort of shipped around a fair bit those cape force horses tend to uh, get shipped around pretty a sure bit, started at simon a last prep was uh with started with lindsey smith i think and then ended up with neville parker so mm-hmm. um just it, if it can bring its trial form to race day it should win this but it be, yeah. it's a big if yeah, no, I get that. I'm um, I'm pretty happy having something small on uh, Aristic here. As you said, it should find the top. Yep. Um, I thought its effort first up for a new trainer, Kieran McDonough, was uh, it ran dead last, but I don't think Pike um, ever found any clear galloping room in the straight. There was a stewards report where it said um, oh, they didn't find any issues with the horse. I didn't think they needed to find an issue. I just don't think it had any luck, to be honest. Mm. Um then went to Albany in a race with a stack of speed. Uh, Mitch drew wide and he was pretty much forced just to sit three deep the trip, do the work, and um, fought on really hard to run a very close third. I think uh, I think he finds the top here. Jade, mm. Jade uh, will get some to roll really nicely early in the day. I think horses on speed will be said. I don't think there's a great deal of um, quality behind it. We don't know how well C. Kate and Universal Angel will yeah, go. Yeah, that's and, the X factor horse, isn't it? Universal Angel. Certainly is, yeah. yeah it's, it certainly is. It's been scratched a few times, so whether they've got an opinion or whether they've just realized this is a, a had, very had a, weak had a leg infection a couple of weeks okay. okay but if the money comes you got to sort of um chime you in do and, you do have to respect it yeah, yeah. but um at around the six seven dollar mark i'm pretty happy having something on in, in a weak race like this i'm always happy being on a, a horse that's going to go forward and give you a bit of cheek so um something small aristic for me bernard yeah i think ck is on the short side uh, for for the, what price the, is he the now? Uh, what price 280, now? 280 best 80, yeah. available. I think it'll be sh- probably around the 250 mark on the day. Mm-hmm. These horses both get back and run on. They're a little bit of tease horses. But if the planets align for the Honeyman or Mims win, they could be running on at a price late. Yeah, but, I, um, I like Mims win as a horse, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I can definitely but see that. They're the two not so obvious for me that I'll be looking at, I guess, building building a market around so yeah maybe maybe late bet fair there might be something there to work with you can just hear in our voices how defeated we are by having to talk about two maidens can't you yeah it, it should, shouldn't really be happening so no hopefully be. hopefully the powers that be look at it and we can avoid two maidens on on the saturdays we don't we just don't need it it's not necessary so tick i agree okay the vert de grease yearlings plate uh the thousand meter race for a lot of the two-year-olds that didn't do battle in last week's uh, magic millions uh, race at Pinjarra. Yeah, um, I think the uh, some smart operators decided it might be best to avoid Gemma's son. Gemma's yeah, son so. They were well advised. They were. Um, I saw a little interview with Neville Parnham yesterday and they said, uh, how will, uh, I think it was um, Michael Heaton that asked him, how will uh, Guarded go on Saturday? And he said, it will win. Um, so that's uh, it's always I like a bit of um, bullishness from a trainer and put yourself out there. So it's understandable while he's why he's tipped that it was really good first up, um, sat three deep the trip, and not not many two year olds can do work like that and still be a part of the finish. And it wasn't a smooth run either. It was charging and wanted to go faster, and and uh, the jockey had his hands full on the day. So yeah, um, but I, I, I suspect it won't be three wide, no cover. 
on Saturday, Terry? No, I think at worst, uh, at worst, yep. um, Brad will find the outside of Genora. Yep. Um, Genora was Genora was a really good run in the Magic Millions. It's it's one that's backing up uh, from last week. Um, was beaten on the turn after doing a fair bit of work, but then sort of came again and was held up on the line. So uh, I'm not sure if the drop back to a thousand will probably um, will suit her after the fact. Uh, the fact she was coming again, um, and that's what makes me think Guarded might even. I reckon Guarded might cross her. That's what I think as well. I'm not I'm not certain on that, but no. I think it's a big chance. And even if Guarded doesn't cross um doesn't cross Genora. I still think um Garda can probably sit outside Genora and win the race. Agree. I'm keen on Garda, by the way. Are yeah. you? Yeah. Quite keen. What price yeah. are we I didn't, talking I didn't about? even see that uh, Neville Parnham. Oh no, now you're extra keen. Um with Michael Heaton, friend of mm-hmm. the podcast, mm-hmm. Michael. Um I yeah look I was I was thinking about the three seventy, three eighty mark mm-hmm. for Garded. What about you, Terry? Yeah, I, I don't really price it too. I, I find it very difficult to price these races, so I more just look at what I like and get a, a vague idea of market order. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought it should have looked um, a, a clear favourite. So the 350 looks about right yeah. to me, but yeah. I suspect with the way Neville's talking and, and just the visuals of it, it probably will be pretty well supported. So I'll probably, at 350, it depends... Uh, Depends how I'm feeling on the day, but I won't be getting too excited about it. One I want to mention though is uh, have a look at the trial of Off We Go. Mm. Tell me that William Pike didn't uh, didn't uh, take a pretty firm hold of that for the Durant Yard last start. So interested to see uh, big, big watch this horse. $110,000 a year. Okay, comes from a great family. Even its 400 meter 450 meter trial back in September bungled the start and still managed to win it. Looks like a horse. Don't know where it's going to get from the gate, though. That's always the worry, yeah. A lot of these two-year-olds, um, we saw Madame Torio a few weeks ago get heavily backed first up from a wide gate, and I often say, yep, two-year-olds just can't do work, and two-year-olds yeah. can really swoop as well. And it's like um, precautionary last week, mm-hmm. it, it, the fact that it's it's not a leader or not a speed horse, it was always going to be up against it from the draw. Exactly. You right. know, if it draws one to four, it's a completely different story. So if off we go can, can win this from this draw, Mm, interesting. I'm just interested to see what the market will do because, yeah. as I said, I'm pretty sure that he did. He didn't try to ride that out at all. It was almost like he was told, "Take a hold of it here, and um, we want to see if we can get a cheeky little price uh, uh, first up for this bloke." So yeah, we'll have we'll have a watch there. But um, yeah, I think at the current markets, you're talking around 350 Garda. That's the only one I could consider backing. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not super, super, super keen. But uh, it's a clear on top selection for me, VJ. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen guarded actually. Thought the not many, not many babies can do what it did on debut and still box on as strongly uh, into into fourth. It was bravely as it did. So keen on guarded one outside of the market, which I don't mind at a bit of value. I thought its debut run was super. It was a horse called Finch and Chips. Dan Morton, Chris Parnham, well out of the market, but it's it, it's got another high draw to contend with. But if you have a look at the replay of its debut run, if there's a three wide line forming and it can work into the race, and then maybe maybe a place at um, at a decent price. But yeah, bit of uh, Aaron Finch and Chips, eh? Yeah, recently so, reigned uh, Australia's now one day player of the year. Well done, yeah, no, Aaron Finch. Pretty excited about that. I was really. What do you think of Davy Warner winning the Allen Border Medal? Uh, I don't really have a strong opinion. The Allen Border Medal contentious. Medal's, uh, a little bit contentious. The fact he scored about three runs for the entire Ashes series, and let's be honest, as an Australian cricket sport, I'm quite a passionate. Who, who won the sporter. Test Player of the obviously Steve Smith? Yeah, uh, Manus Labuschagne. Oh, actually. really? Yeah, well, not so obvious. 
Not so obvious, mm. no. Oh, I just feel like the only thing that us, I, I care about, and I think a lot of uh, my friends and my mates uh, probably care about, is the Ashes, and he was the one bloke that went completely missing in the mm. Ashes. So, yeah, that makes it a bit contentious, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a points first system. So, no, good on him. Really, really happy for him. So, yeah. In other words, in other words, I didn't really give a shit. So <laughs> I couldn't care less than the slightest, to be honest. Race four. Race four. Yeah. And just speaking about not caring less than the slightest, this is another one. I, um, I don't mind the back end of the card. What's going on? So, with this Program. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't mind the back end of the card, but we're not starting with too much uh, enthusiasm early on. Um, flat, yeah, flat as a flat as a pancake. Uh, speed map, Bernard. Let's at least try and figure out a speed map because that's the key here. You can say, oh, some sorts of best horse. It's been saved for the thousand meter scamper, but sure. if you're sitting outside the lead or you're sitting three deep, you're, you're going to find it very difficult to win a horse race. So. Um, uh, I think Transgressor, uh, they've got this horse rolling. I can't believe it's under 10 to 1 in a 72 plus, and it should be under 10 to 1. I've got no issue with it being under 10 to 1. It just, A, it shows you the sort of the, the quality in this race, and B, it shows you um, the progression of the eight year old and, and how Nikki Davis is doing a tremendous job um, with this bloke. So good on her for that. Um, He'd won four races from his first 47 starts. And three of his last four. Three of his last four. Like, as an eight-year-old. Bit of a king cool cat about that, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Career best form as an eight-year-old. Hats mm. off to the stable. I good like job. That. Yeah. Good on him. Uh, it, if it if it pings like it did last start, it should lead. It'll um, lead, yeah. Yep. Some sort from the wide gate will obviously want to come across and sit on um, on his outside. And uh, illustrious tycoon's probably the fly in the ointment horse for them. Um, sure. Whether it wants to find the breeze and then make some sort sit three deep or whether... Um, uh, as I suspect, I think Joel will be happy to hand up and, and try and get the one-one, which from barrier nine is obviously always very difficult. But um, yeah, I, I just uh, I can't come at some sort at two dollars fifty. I think it's I think it's a nice horse and a progressive horse, but the fact it's not going to find the rail, um, there's no way in the world I could even consider that. Plutocracy's twelve hundred back to a thousand, drawn awkward again. I, I find it hard to come at that. Hoboken is suited back to the thousand, but gate Ste one. Stevie Parn and Barrier One. Jeez, things are going to be ugly. I think from three or four back yeah. the fence. Um, transgressor, I just simply. I just struggle. I just really struggle to, to be able to back that, especially with a sharp horse like um, some sort sitting um, on its girth. Danny George is the one that looks suited by the map, mm. but the stable couldn't train a rocking horse. Yeah, um, gone, gone cold, haven't they? Gone cold, yeah. yeah. They haven't got a touch for about half a footy at the moment, mm. so probably about three games, actually. So probably about to be dropped to the waffle. Um, I, I can't find a bet here. I really like how Truth and Lies is going, and we've got Luke on next week, but I think Luke's made a little blue with um, his <laughs> placement here. I think this horse would have been really well suited in a 66-plus or something. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I can't make a case for anything. Guns are never on. If, if you're going to have a bet, this mm. horse just keeps getting under the radar. From barrier four, it races well off a little freshen up. It's um, such a random horse, Guns of Navarone. Yeah, it is. It? Like, it's just, a, it just keeps getting the run of the races and falling in. But from barrier four, it's it going to get... loves slow draws too. Yeah, it? it's yeah. just going to get the run of the race. And it's yeah. going to... I mean, I think it's around the $25, $30 mark. You yeah. Know, I, yeah if, if I, I, I probably wouldn't have it in before, but it's it's the one that's above my rated price. So, um, yeah. no, I'm not even going to tip you a horse here, BJ, to be honest. Yeah. That, that's how I feel about this horse race. I tipped some sort against the likes of Mr. Genoa and Free Trade last week. I was pretty keen on him the stable scratch they've opted to go to this thousand meter race the mail i'm getting is the the horse is flying as well. yeah that trial against regal power was superb i just think some sort wins i think these some of these horses uh, are good uh, solid contributors but 
from a star factor point of view, I think some sort has these covered. There's I really, a few, there's a few Rowan Joneses in this field, is there? That's right. There's sure Chad is. Fletchers. <laughs> yes. Just accumulate their 20 touches. A few and, role uh, players. Yeah, a few role players. Yeah, a few one percenters. I think the three-year-olds, uh, the, the highly regarded three-year-olds are going to wipe the floor with the older horses over the next month or two. Lipstick flickers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and we saw last week with Celeb- Celebrity Queen. Mm-hmm some sort the price is skinny for me i was about 320 mm-hmm. but i think that he will sit outside the leader transgressor uh, as you mapped i agree with that and some sort just wins yep okay nothing um nothing for me if desperate for a bet it's something small on guns and navarone but again i yeah i i, I doubt i'll even do that myself so uh, race five. Are we getting some enthusiasm in the mate? Yes, we are. Are we building? We are, we are. yeah, we're building. Because it's uh, black type time. It is black type time. We can have a little bit of a crescendo here <laughs> uh, in the, the Cyril uh, Rioli flower stakes. Um, uh, the fifth, it's not a quaddy leg, which is disappointing for the feature of the day or one of the two features of the day. Uh, really interesting um, speed map here. I uh, There's a fair bit of uh, toe drawn in this race, despite there only being the eight runners. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you've got Floyd in four, Flower of War in three, uh, Barricky Beats in five, and Flo isn't the slowest horse in the world from the inside hole, and I'm, I'm under the impression they're going to try and be somewhat aggressive um, on him as well. So whether Vela Road, um, whether Pike and, and Miller have a bit of a chat here and say, well, how about um, they ride this bloke uh, a little bit more circumspect and maybe take a hold? Yep. Um, what, what's your opinion on how, they, on how they'll ride Vela Road here? I think they'll take a hold. Yeah? Yeah. Go back and even back near last uh, on the outside of horses and look for the right trail up. I mean, it, I, it's I, a, I just feel as though if they press on he's going to be three wide no cover outside so, leaders yeah 100 yeah, 100%, yeah. It, it's and from there he's got to be susceptible and we saw last week it was only a very brilliant cup night or a fortnight ago sorry only brilliant cup night that um that beat him home but um i'm not um i'm not convinced that he's necessarily that that and he, he probably was below his best that day as well yeah. it's it's difficult from the gate with the weight to have any type of confidence um, at the even money figure. Even going back to last, we've, we've, we've seen him uh, hit the line pretty well on a few occasions, but he's not necessarily a devastating sit and sprinter. Most of his best work's been done on pace, getting the run and um, putting him away late. Did so. you think he was a bit plain the other day? Like, I know yeah, Cup Knight is humming, but I actually felt Saraceno was a superior performance to Valarode, and Saraceno should have finished a clear second. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Don't fast probably should have ran third. Yeah, so interesting. I'm gonna have. A, I'm happy to play around him. Like yeah, you. I'm gonna yeah. pot him. Yeah, I'm gonna pot. I'm going to Bunnings. And I'm gonna pot this bloke. Is so. he a potential Leighton's lay? He's a potential. He is. Yeah, I. Uh, Bet fair lay. He will be. I, I'm probably going to be backing two other runners in the race, so I've got to be wary of uh, if I back two and lay one and it wins. I've really, um, so I've really just, done my just for end. the listeners. When when are you likely to, to float the lays? And, and I'll when? put them up Friday. I'm gonna, so I'm going to yep. put them up Friday afternoon. The last few I've done, I've um, they've all traded significantly shorter than what I've taken. And so I'm, um, I've got to be, uh, I've got to get a bit better at this. But at the moment, um, this is usually my strength as well. Mm. Uh, at the moment, I would be uh, paying close attention to Leighton's lays because you're getting an absolute, uh, you're getting some fairly handy prices that are starting significantly shorter. Okay, so, so if we're Leighton laying Vela Road, who are we on, Terry? What's well, the, what do we got? I did mention as one of our horses to follow a few weeks ago, don't fuss. Um, on the surface, you'll look at its last run and you'll go, well, it was somewhat disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it was held up to the 200 and 
Um, but he found the line okay. But he's not that type of horse. Um, I was actually talking to Dan this morning, and they weren't overly Dan um, Pierce. Dan Pierce, sorry, and they weren't overly um, enamored. <laughs> enamored, yeah, that's the word we want. Yeah, they weren't overly enamored with the um, with the steer. With the steer, yeah. Which is, they, I guess, um, which is why the the change of riders. But it is, yeah, it is, it is why there's a change of rider. So it's, it's a horse. It, it's tough. Uh, this is a horse that doesn't really pick up and sprint, but can sustain a long run in the three wide line or even three wide um, without cover. I remember that little period where Dan Stake rode him a couple of starts ago, and he just he just had no right to be winning those races he was winning with yeah. the with the work he was doing. So expect him to roll forward with the the speed in this race. And we don't really, I don't really know what's going to lead this. I mean, Floyd Flower of War, Barracky Beats, any of them could lead. Um, Flower of War was obviously slow slowly away last week um Barricky beats is now more furnished under joanne leeson but it's those eight-year-old legs over 1200 whether it can cross those two underneath him i don't mm. know and floyd has his days where he pings the lids and then he has his days where he stands there and misses it by two so i just feel as though flower of war can't win unless she leads i 100 percent agree with you yep. yeah 100 so her win last week rated through the roof as well yeah huge again she's an 83 rater in a 90 plus which i'm always a little bit um funny about mm. um but yeah i just think don't fuss it could end up uh on the back uh of um barricky beats potentially yep. uh maybe three while on if the other two kick up or even a one-off trial but if he does sit deep with the 54 i've got no real issue with that mm. um i think he's as long think, as he's flowing and rolling exactly yeah. right flowing is the key word yeah. exactly right the horse can't fuss basically <laughs> that's that's basically he just has to uh, he needs momentum and continuity um which i think uh the instructions will be pretty clear here just ride him in a certain manner and um i think he's building nicely he's peaking he's the rated horse um he would be a 90 rater but he dropped a point last start so he's basically right where he should Smack be bang on, the yeah, on yep. his mark um and yeah he's the one around about the seven eight dollar mark um he was a little while ago that to me just seems like the um the obvious bet here and Saraceno, as you said, last start, he probably should have um, finished a lot closer to Cup Night and should have ran second and beaten Vela Road home. From the good draw, he parked right on him. The stable haven't won for a while, BJ. That's correct. How long's it been? They haven't won since the Asian Bow Stakes victory of Samazdat. When was mm. that? November? That's a while ago, two, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, that's a while ago. So. Haven't had a winner since. That's a concern. And what else is a concern is the fact that Saraceno is an absolute tease. Well, he hasn't, won, he hasn't won for 1,064 days. He hasn't won in WA. He hasn't won for 1,064 days. And he's 0 for 23 on good tracks. I'm not too concerned about that good track stack because I think he's running some nice races on the, um, on the, on the harder stuff. But he just... He doesn't seem like he wants to put his head in front at the moment. So yeah. I'm going to be working um, over those two horses here. Um, main play, don't fuss. Profitable play, uh, Saraceno. I think they're both anywhere between seven to eight, nine, ten dollars. I've marked them both around about four or five to one. So very happy with the double play. And I just want a quick uh, shout out to um, Brent of the podcast. We'll be on in about a month's time. Good luck to uh, Peter McCormick with his horse, Flo. It's got a share in flow. So yeah. I don't think flow is impossible, actually, with the right run either. I didn't so. mind its Mungrup run, a stud sprint run. I thought it was quite uh, quite an eye catcher, mm -hmm. actually. And they've got the horse. Uh, Martin apparently is very happy with how it's going. So um, if it can hold the back of a horse like Flower or War and uh, she gives a little kick and the, the gaps open up, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't think it's impossible. Um, well, if there's the astute operators 
such as Pete McCormack in flow, then it might pay to monitor the market movements oh, very closely. Well, he's over the price. They're around 17 to 1 at the moment. He's yep. over. The reason they're all over the market is because um, Valorode's even money, and I've priced Valorode uh, 270, which means everything's obviously well over. And Flower of Wars, <clears throat> 2 to 1, $3 at the moment. So. Is it really? Yep. Oh, okay. I've marked Flower of War closer to sort of double, triple. That I won't tell you the actual price I have yep. initially, but uh, a lot longer than that. But, so, you're, uh, so you're settling on? Don't fuss, definitely on top. And uh, a saver on um, Saraceno. You could easily, I mean, we don't want to go too far in eight-horse field, but at seven, eight, eight, end of one, you could easily make sure you get your money back on flow for very little investment as well. Mm. I'm 100% aligned with you, Terry. Oh. This is the race for don't fuss. I agree with pretty much everything you said um, about the way the horse was ridden, its campaign to date, and just the, the run it's going to get in transit. If he can work into the race with momentum on the turn, he's going to be really hard to hold out. Other than that, Flower of War, if she finds the front, she's always really hard to get past. She was monstrous at Pinjar last Saturday, so she's she's tough as Enjoyed nails. That. and, and um, and is obviously going to take some beating. But I'm with you. I'm, I'm looking to play Don't Fuss and Saracena as well. Saracena's run in the, in the Miss Andretti was just too good to ignore. Um, Stable's form, Stable isn't in great form, haven't been for a while. Uh, but this fellow's best is really, really good. This is about as well as the Ganges have had him since he's arrived in, in WA. He's racing consistently and often, so he's obviously happy and healthy. So, yeah, I'm with you, mate. Uh, but Keener mostly don't fuss. Beauty. I yeah. like it. A bit of agreeance. I do like disagreeing with you. It's a lot of fun. Mm. But uh, it's nice to occasionally be on the same page. I don't think we'll be doing a lot of disagreeing with this next race. No, I was going to say there will be uh, – I reckon there's only one page to be on here, and it's a pretty super – page to be on as well BJ. Sure is. So we've got the challenge stakes listed race for the three-year-olds over the 1500 meters set weights and penalties. Terry we've got the I guess untapped. Untapped. Superstorm. Mentally as well I'd say. Superstorm mm. uh, returning uh, hasn't raced since the group one Kingston Town Classic. He has uh, he is all the rage. Dollar mm-hmm. 65 best available on uh, across the board at the moment. Fair enough. Can he be beaten? He can beat himself, mm. um, but this is just a really poor bunch of um, horses he's up against. Um, Tuscan Queen obviously started favourite in a Group One last start. We can't uh, we can't forget that she's a she's a star. But these horses, it's really important, and this is something I'm really passionate about. These horses who are full of talent and full of ability. When a different jockey goes on, they and they feel them under pressure at the 600, I think they feel defeated. While Pike doesn't feel defeated, he just knows the horse needs to be waken up. He just knows the horse needs to be um, told, come on, it's time to have a go here. But also, he's Pike. Plus, but also, he's Pike. He yeah, just he rides good. them out better. He's got stronger hands and heels. And yeah, he's, he's, he's currently in my uh, in my bad books after the Kelly's Gem effort yesterday. But um, I was really, really, really hoping we'd see two bucks Superstorm because I was going to mm. absolutely label this. But um, $1.60 is not a betting proposition. Good thing is it's first leg of the quaddy so we can stand it out. But it's just better than these. Yep. If, if Pike, funny thing is, if Pike opted for Tuscan Queen and you put Peter Hall on Superstorm, there's no way I'd want another jockey on Superstorm. And no. I'd probably tip Tuscan Queen. This is simply about which horse. I'm tipping William Pike here. Yeah. Um, I, I do think Superstorm is going to be a great horse, and I do think it will win this race comfortably, but Pike will, will be the one that gets the best out of him. Um, it's against nothing. Montalina was huge last start, but from barrier nine, that's just awkward. There, there isn't a huge amount of speed in this. No, um, they're going to walk, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for any value, for me, it's Sweet Strawberry, the place at yep. about eight to one. I think it can potentially run third behind the Peters pair. 
Um, but yeah, no, not much to say here besides um, Superstorm wins, wins well and goes east next start, I think. Yeah, agree. Superstorm, he's a, he's a star. He's a, he's a real star, this fellow. And you can just tell by the way that Peters and the camper are talking mm. about him. They've earmarked him for an Australian Guineas prep. If he wins and uh, wins as well as they hope, he will be on a plane to Victoria with regal power, I believe. I think so. I will say is sometimes they, well, they will. They'll, what they'll do is um, they'll leave the uh, Australian Guineas markets open across a few agencies. I don't mm. I actually don't, I don't even know what That's price interesting, is. Yeah. If he comes out and wins really, really, really well, um, again, I don't even know what price is, so I should have probably looked at that beforehand. But it's worth potentially, if you're not someone that's going to hop into the $1.60, $1.70 that's, um, that's on offer here, it's worth... Um, considering maybe having something uh, on the guineas because what tends to happen within within about five, 10 minutes of that run, he shortens. They, they tend to shorten, but you've got that little few minute window where you can actually back them. So if it is as dominant a win as I'm expecting mm. it to be, um, worth considering something on. Yeah, I could see Superstorm, the way this race is going to be run, sit and sprint. If he doesn't get into trouble, he could make a mess of these. Mm -hmm. And I imagine Tuscan Queen will be running on nicely into second. Superstorm is going to be the one that's wound up. Tuscan Queen is on an Oaks Derby prep, so she's going to be building. So follow her, but Superstorm, this is this is going to be his race. The uh, trial, the blinkers weren't on um, in the trial either. So mm. there you go. And you could just tell watching the trial that Superstorm was a superior trial. And as BJ alluded to, it was probably the one that was slightly more forward. So um, I doubt we'll be taking the shorts, but um, good viewing aesthetically anyway. And hopefully it gives us another one of our quality horses to cheer on over East in coming weeks. Okay, it's time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. Four questions again this week. Just a reminder that can you please direct message your answers to us? on Twitter at the one one pod uh, answer all four questions correctly and you will be in the running to win a hundred dollar gift voucher from the Mundaring Hotel Heart of the Hills since 1899 question one how many of the last five challenge stakes have been won by Peter's investments that's Bob and Sandra Peters how many of the last five have they won or owned they don't usually produce too many good three-year-olds, do they, PJ? Oh, this is a production line. Mm. It's a recent Y operation. Question two, name the... This is a bit of a blast from the past. Name the David Harrison trained star that won the 1997 Challenge Stakes. That would have been about your 50th birthday, wouldn't it, <laughs> <Yeah>. 1997? <laughs> Harrow, uh, obviously, in fine form after winning the Magic Millions last week. So I thought I'd throw in a Harrison-flavoured question. So name the Harris, David Harrison trained star that won the 1997 Challenge Stakes. Question three, speaking about blast from the past, what horse did Dixie Solly, Albany-based Dixie Solly, Friend of the podcast. train to win the 2008 Cyril Flower Stakes and who was the jockey? That'll sort uh, some of the wheat from the chaff there, Terry. We will. Question four, name the 2017 Albany Cup winning horse, jockey, and trainer. So remembering the Albany Cup is uh, on Sunday. this Sunday, $100,000 race. Declare the winner in about 20 minutes. Okay, looking forward to it, Terry. Dixie Solly, that's a good one. Was Force Element still running back uh, <laughs> back in those days? Blizzard, Blizzard Express. Express. <laughs> They've been going around that long. They were probably... Three or four year old. He was, very, he was a very good horse for, for Dixie. So. What was the last horse? Here's a question for you. This is unrelated, by the way. What's the last? Just something that's come to my head. What's the last horse you can remember that raced and the reason it retired is because it got to the retirement age? Ooh. I should have included this, actually. That's a great question. Mm. Um, Neil Della. Oh, something from Cal, was it? 
Uh, raced in town as well. Its last ever run was in town. It ran fourth. Tell me, fifth. tell me. Zaboin. Yes, yeah, correct. Only reason it retired because it I, hit uh, thirteen. I remember village, village kid, the pacer, the champion. He yeah. he he was in action until he was about bloody twenty years old. I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> they just kept sending him around. I remember watching him at Gloucester Park on Friday nights. But that's a great. You wish you have saved that. Yeah, should have saved that. Question, no, too. yeah. I wish I uh, wish I thought about that beforehand. So. Anyway, a bit of trivia there. We mm. might even have a one-one quiz night. Actually, one night, Terry. Uh, the reason I remember Zaboin is we went to the. I go to most cow cup rounds and i love it down there it's absolutely brilliant um and i uh, a few years ago probably that'd be three or four years ago now i was having the worst i always actually have a real tough time with the punt down there actually i don't know why i quite enjoy cow probably probably the um it's probably the, the sherbets that are hopping in the belly and the, they're, they're uh, influencing the decision making processes but um yeah i was having a horror run and uh i i got out for the weekend on uh, zaboin at 50 to 1 as an 11 year old or something so yeah, thanks, Neil. I'll never forget. And he was celebrating wildly, not far from me at the time. So I, I could be could be wrong, but I think Zuboyan was originally trained by Bob McPherson. So potentially, yeah, yeah potentially. So, so anyway, what a what a good old horse. Yeah, no, so he, he was he, forced retirement because you're not allowed you're not allowed to yep. race beyond yep. that. He age. had his last run at Ascot um, or Belmont. It might have been Belmont actually. Uh, they brought him to town. Uh, sort like of the, of the day before, well. he, he ran real well. Yeah, 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 it was within the last few days, and he ran really well. Ran uh, fourth or fifth from memory. Just missed a place, I think. So, yeah, the old boy. Anyway, let's move on, Havenard. Moving on to race seven. It's the Amelia Park Handicap. 1,500 metres for the rating 66-plus brigade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry, we have a very a bit of a whatever-happened-to type set up here. Mm. Adornment. Cerise and White, Grant Alana Williams. Did we ever bring that up? William Pike. We haven't. We haven't right. mentioned Adornment. So she's been off the scene 308 for days. quite a while. Her last start was in the 2019 WA Derby, won by Regal Power, of course. She is. Um, she was a stakes-winning three-year-old, and then she went on to. Uh, I think she won the uh, thousand guineas. Then she went on to run in the Natasha and Oaks and and Derby, but um, wasn't has been off the scene for a while. Has had two trials in readiness for this first up return. What do you think of her chances? And she'll she'll need to be pretty decent, I reckon, to to run down in form leader leader Patristic. Yeah, I don't think Adornment's a star. Mm. So I, I never thought Adornment was an out-and-out star. Um, more of a grinder. Uh, her two career wins both came uh, when she settled. Basically, she got the run of the race. Um, and she won really well, don't get me wrong. Really nice horse, and I'd love to own her myself. But yeah. um, I don't think she's a uh, celebrity queen or a special choice, which we'll get to shortly, obviously a Superstorm type thing. So I think off the long break, um, I think off the long break and from the awkward gate, she's definitely one you can take on. Uh, I thought that she would be... Uh, um, well, not. I, I didn't think she'd be. I was hoping, hoping yeah, uh, she would yeah. be around the two dollar fifty mark, giving us a bit more rain on a few of the other runners. Uh, at the time of recording, uh, markets are still sort of filtering their way up. It's um, eleven fifty two at the moment, um, but she's for around the four dollar mark with the one or two agencies which do have their markets up. That's probably about right, in all fairness. So um, we aren't getting the rain um, elsewhere that I'd hoped, but I'm pretty happy taking. Uh, Happy taking her on at her first uh, first run for for quite a while. Mm, three dollars um, ten locally. Three ten locally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Four twenty on the um, on the agency that nobody can get on. Um, but Patristic leads this. BJ? Yes. Yep, leads us comfortably. There's not a great deal of um, other speed in the race. I think they'll go forward on Avidus again. The blinkers are off. You but I, I, the yeah. blinkers are off. And when he led and won last campaign, the blinkers were off. So I don't necessarily think that that think that means they're going to be a change in tactics. Um, but I'm also not sure. They, they might not go forward. I don't think it matters all that much what no. they do, to be honest. I no. think it's just going to be a bit of a roadblock. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind forward. it going forward. It might... Um 
it will help Patristi because I think he'll be a bit of a roadblock, as you 100%, said. hundred yeah. percent, yeah. I, what, I about, got, what about Yoshinoxus? That might push forward. Could Bam do, Bam. could do with Bam Bam on, yeah. If it's got the early speed to do so, though, mm. I, I don't know whether it does or not. So there isn't a huge amount of speed in this. I mean, it really does look nicely set up for Patristi to lead and be in front for a, uh, a long period. I, I do question, uh, being from a smaller stable as well, how how long this horse can stay up for yeah, and continue, how long and it continue can to hold run its, its peak. peak. Yeah. Um, I think it's sort of bare bones price around the four bucks. I think that's sort of right as uh, as low as you'd want to take it. But um, I uh, I share mentioned a horse last week or the week before, a horse to follow. Um, and I was actually basically said wherever it goes to next, it'll win. And this this basically ticks every box about what we were after. And it's um, Laurentinio. Um, first up, dropped out from the wide gate. Never a huge amount of interest in the race. Uh, held up most of the straight. Hit the line really well. Just basically showed it was in really nice, good order. Um, mm. nice, little pipe, nice little pipe opener. It was. The pipe mm. was definitely open, which uh, <laughs> we always like to say. But uh, I don't. Uh, I don't understand why Chloe isn't riding which is uh obviously it's it's pretty well documented that chris and myself have a few issues as a punter and a um punter and jockey relationship uh as a punter yeah punter and jockey relationship but uh i i think chris can cross over gonna go and um and debilatio have drawn one and two and probably land on the back of patristic here who should skip along I think if we do see a horse like Avidus on the outside of uh, Patristic, I think uh, Patristic will shake that horse off. Laurentinio should be able to peel out. Mm, and I reckon the last fresh, Yeah, I think mm. so. I think I think Laurentinio can go really, really close here. Um, the fact that he is 15 to 1, um, to me, makes it an absolute no-brainer each way selection. I've marked him five bucks. A little bit biased. If Chloe was on, I'd be I'd be standing on the balcony yelling at um, telling every person that walked past to uh to be on this horse but i'm a little bit more circumspect with uh with chris who uh who i can't seem to catch um at the moment but um yeah i'm very happy being on laurentini at that price bj that's a no-brainer for me and debilatio at 12 to 1 is well above my rated price wasn't suited sitting wide back to the 1200 so yeah, up to the 1500 yep. can land first six here and it's um yeah this isn't all that deep to be honest so really happy um being on laurentinio and to a lesser degree debilatio veg yeah i am backing in jane buslinger to hold patristic together for one more run drops a little bit in weight is just gonna just gonna find the front like loves to roll actually uh, races really well for apprentice christy bennett gets the three kilos off back to the 1500 i just think if, if he can hold the peak that he's currently um that he, the zone that he's currently in I, I just think i think they're going to struggle to run him down the horse that i feel as though is the most likely to run him down is the horse i feel will be tracking laurentinio in run that is gonna go one of my old favorites i think he'll be three back the fence following um laurentinio and when laurentinio peels exactly how you described i imagine that mitch pateman on gonna go will be uh, will be thereabouts to take advantage of a similar uh, opportunity in run his effort to get within a nostril of sweet dreaming under 62 kgs at bunbury last start was huge this guy is racing really really well and that was a heartbreaker last it was a heartbreaker well. agreed and i feel as though he is the horse most capable of gunning down patristic 
barrier one suit? I guess it could suit with the the fact you're on the back of the a very strong leader. Yes, patristic can, roles. Yeah. So it it should create could create space. Yep. Uh, which because it kind of goes a vortex, big, it might create <laughs> potentially. Mm. I just think you're going to get sucked into the race really nicely, three back defence. So yep. um, for me, I'm pretty keen on Patristi. Again, there has to be question marks on whether he can hold he can hold that peak just for one more run. But if he does, he's just going to he's just going to take some catching. For me, the most likely to run him down will be Gunner Go. No, I can see that. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty firm on Laurentino each way and a little bit on Devalacio. And, yeah, and I'll be got watching, to take I'll be on adornment, but it also yeah. wouldn't surprise me to see um to see uh, a horse uh, elevate like uh, adornment. But um yeah, it's it's it's, it runs, it's it's second behind Regal Power and its recent trial was um was really nice. Yeah. But um it's it's one you got to take on I think here. So yeah, I agree. Um yeah, hundred percent. You got to have Patristic in your quaddies without doubt. If it holds form like Beach said, it's going to be extremely hard to get past. And and Christie's rating it really well out in front. Exactly, yeah. So moving on, race eight, the Heineken 3 handicap, 1,400 mm. metres. This is a bit like, does this just remind you of last week, Tracy, um, with Celebrity Queen? Was it just uh, like a really quality... Um, I would of, say it's eerily similar. It is a really quality up-and-coming three-year-old filly against a bunch of midweek battlers, and um, nothing changes here. I think Celebrity Queen might be a better horse than Special Choice. A bit sharper. Yeah. Special Choice was so so in its trial, in all fairness, but the blinkers weren't on. No blinkers. Um, and she raced without cover. I mean, if you go back to her um, runs last campaign, she did all the work um, uh, from Barrier 2 in the Belgravia, went second to Jericho Missile, third was Dig Deep. Uh, she's then come out of the Champions Phillies. Not much went right um, when three lengths off Tuscan Queen. She's then come out and was beaten under a length in the group two. I'm pretty sure yeah, you had her on top in the game. I did, yeah. yeah. She, and she was beaten 0.8. I tipped her at about 20 to 1. She started mm. about 8, 9 to 1. The money came. Um, it's just obviously that the way that race was run yeah. and the, the, the pattern of that day. But this just there just isn't anything in this. Like, What I'd like to ask you, Beach, what did you have second favourite? Second fave, playing Marika. So playing Marika is going to have to out sprint special choice to win the race, right? What, what, what? And we discussed this last week. Is if we're going to try and get one of these horses beaten, which are just the the better horse, um, the best horse in the race, you want to find something on speed that can maybe skip clear, and that's how you get it beaten. You don't really want to try and get it beaten with another sit and sprinter, do you? Yeah, and the only horse I can really see who's going to, if he can tap into his very very best, who's going to sit on speed and give a kick is maybe Inflation. Mm. I'm waiting for Mitch to go on inflation as well. Mm. That's that's the key for me there. I don't mind Bobcat Johnny, but the bar plate's going. Bar plates, yeah. Look, I'm just going to very, very simply say that Special Choice should be winning this horse race. And um, I think if you we, – we've touched on the quaddy before, but I think it'll be a, a standout Superstorm, standout Special Choice, and try and get a few dividends here. Um, I've marked – I've actually marked her $1.65. Mm. Whether that's a little bit thin for a horse that um, is going to have to get back and run. I just went a flat $2, but I can I could have had a – Basically, my notes say if you can get even money, um, giddy up. Let's let's have a crack. So um, I think she's shopping around the dollar ninety at the couple of agencies that are up at the moment. But yeah, she she just basically looks one of your best bets of the day. I yeah, think. should just yeah. be winning. Too good for these class above mm-hmm. um, and similar to what we saw last week. I just think that special choice will just be charge her way to victory as she builds towards some feature autumn three year old races. Um, I might have a, a place Maddie in this race okay. today, but we'll, we'll touch on that after. The preview. Oh, I can't have it now? Sure. Do you want to have a guess? Uh, I do want to have a guess. Actually, this will be wrong. Duck feet? No, yeah. no. I, I, just think, I, from, I think from gate one, $61 is available win, too fat, too slow. Um, I reckon it's can. I reckon it can run a hole at a big price. So, okay. um, yeah. Let's just 
just a thought, a random thought that I had, but um, okay. yeah, I, I couldn't say, nothing's gonna get near special choice, but from a big price place getter, but perhaps it's uh, too fat, too slow. Might, too, might be in the right spot. Probably how to describe me after last year's um, Tab Touch Master Series, BJ. <laughs> I'd, uh, yeah, it was a too fat, too slow, or very fat, very slow might have worked as well, so. The last of the day. We haven't really got too excited about much as yet, have we? No, but no, so I think we also known as the Oh, the Get Out Stakes. S T E A K S. I was accused last week of um, spelling it incorrectly without the E, so I think it was just my pronunciation. Mm. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry for the Get Out Stakes. Uh, tweet us at the one one pod uh, with the winner and the margin of victory to one or two decimal points. How many decimal points are we doing? Two would be preferred, Two but we don't want to overcomplicate things, Terry. No, we want to keep it nice and simple. Um, and the winner, what does the winner get, Beach? A gourmet group one beef package from Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Definitely worth getting involved. 2100 meter uh, staying race to finish the card and probably one of the better betting rates, uh, better betting races on the card in regards to getting value for money mm. um, and your opinion. I think you can put a line through um, a stack of these. Um, reviews, flirty fries, can uh, I, first can, back. Can I just yes. ask you a question? Of course you can. Before I, think, I list every I, horse I was going to write off. Sorry, mate. I think the, one of the most intriguing things is the speed for me all the speed seems to have drawn off the track mm -hmm. like flirty fries the cat ratchet potentially i'm a blue bagger Revuse, a few others and also there's a couple of the the first emergency rayani is a speed horse and the second emergency i'm a love man yeah so scratching's a key scratching's yeah. a key this, mm -hmm. this could be anything if uh, if if there's some scratchings and those two horses land in the race what we're going to see here is we're going to see i'm a blue bagger doesn't go early right yeah but it's a horse that's one paced only got one trick so ellie asfar will be taking off as she should do that's that's how to best ride this horse you've got to ride it tough and you've got to um you've got to ask it to sustain a run and see if the rest of them can go with it it's a million to one yep. and it won't win the horse race but it will change the complexion of this horse race. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a major be, piece of the puzzle. 100%. Mm. Jason will be doing his best from barrier one to hold up on Rayani, whether it's got the speed um, to, uh, if a horse like Flirty Fries with Christy Bennett comes across. Is another story. Um, I'm a love man's exactly the same as uh, I'm a blue bagger. It's only got the one trick. Doesn't necessarily go all that quick early, but Renee, if she does get a run, E2, um, will be taking off and putting pressure on. Mm. What I can see happening here, is this being one of those typical, um, excuse my French shit fights, where they're all just absolutely going for it. Everyone's trying to be in front on the bend, thinking this is how you win the horse race, mm. this is how it's all over. Um, we tipped playing, well, I tipped plays a game last start in Bunbury when it was actually my best of the day, even though it was the, the following day. Best, and that was just, best betting that was a poor ride, I think. Um, they, they were going at a pretty good tempo. He had a nice spot midfield with cover and he didn't have to go at the thousand meters and, and take off. Got grabbed late by nice guy. If he just waits, the, the race was, I think, as you said the other day, the race was in his grasp. Mm. Um, that that really confused me. But um, at least the barrier gods have looked after plays the game here after drawing 14, 10, 13, 11, 10. He now draws, um, now draws two. So not sure he does his best work at Ascot. And he's been up for a long time. And that's not the way I'm actually going um, um, here. But uh, I, I do think that when they all go mad and take each other on and all try and be in front on the bend, there's one jockey who tends to have a little bit more patience than the rest and presents at the right time, BJ. And that's mm. obviously uh, a bloke who needs to do a bit of work to get back in my good books. 
the, Mr. William Pike. The wizard. <clears throat> Volkswagen Frank has now only had the two goes. This is a horse I can't believe I'm even considering. Um, two starts ago on the 29th of January, uh, a race won by Navy Blue, who's in this event. And interestingly, Jade's opted to ride defiantly yep. um, over Navy Blue. Um, the four horses which settled one, two, three, four, they ran last, second last, third last, and Volkswagen Frank ran fourth really big effort uh in a race which was not suited and they went mad horses on pace just absolutely um they folded like uh burst like pricked balloons bj so i was really impressed and i could see a similar thing happening on 100 percent, 100 percent. last start i mean arguably that race that nice go beat uh plays the game arguably this horse should have won yeah, mitch found trouble and he was run, always yeah. traveling so nicely so what I look at is I look at horses' careers in two segments, races uh, 2,000 and, and, and above uh, and races below 2,000. The races below 2,000, it's, it's honest. It can run on well if it's a 1,600, 1,800-meter race. It's two efforts over the 2,000 plus have been huge. This is a stayer. This is an out-and-out -out stayer. This is unending is another horse. I really find that that's a, a great way to look at it. Below 2,000, don't consider above 2,000, get on. Mm. It's there's. Some horses are just out-and-out -out stayers, and this is one of those. I think he's actually um, got a reasonable turn of foot as well. So. Okay, so where does he land, Terry? Uh, I think Pike will land worse than midfield. Just yep. be patient. Might look for a three-wide line. Might ride him for a touch of luck, though I, I do think yeah, this guy can be ride a away. Line, surely. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Just the way Pike rides, obviously. I, don't, I actually don't know if Pike's necessarily the, the best jockey, but the, the, the strength with him here is the patience aspect. So... Yeah. Um, I was hoping we might see more than the seven bucks, but with W Pike on, um, yeah. it's understandable. I was exactly seven dollars actually. Well, oh, yeah, 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 I think I had him five or six type thing. But yeah. um, I'm going to double play this race. Um, Defiantly is absolutely flying. Uh, Should have won last start. That was just heartbreaking. I yeah. imagine that we would have. If we recorded post race, there would have been a Terry's tantrum. Mate, I reckon. Uh, do you know? I think might have had a bigger tantrum than me is uh, Cripper. I think he had a bit of a, a bit of a launch that day as well. And Dane, Dane, uh, Dane Hollingworth. Uh, the boys were all we're all on that day. And um, Jade, I think, and I, I haven't uh, haven't seen what was said or whatnot, but I think she'd be the first to put her hand up and say should have gone to the outside of Corporate Larrikin. And good riding by Kayla Cross though. It on, was on, good on hard corporate, riding. Corporate Larrikin just to make things a little bit tougher. Than they needed to be for defiantly, and Jade even threw in the the protest. Yeah, we were all with, we were all waiting with bated <laughs> breath for that protest. Uh, even though I, I even said to the boys, I said that has. And to it be. was the last race too. I think the whole country was on defiantly. Oh my god, oh, the money came. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't miss it. Yeah. Um, but if you go back to defiantly's <laughs> previous start as well, it was such, a, such a good thing beaten, Should've and that won. was the Mungrups. Sprint day, or it was one of the sprint days. Where plate day, maybe, it was it? the day yeah. where you just couldn't make any ground, and Defiantly should have won that race so easily. Um, it's won a staying race of this nature in the past. Even its previous effort at Ascot over the mile, it's run second last. Yeah, should have finished um, top three that day. Should have, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely flying. So, um, yeah, for me, this is a real no-brainer race. I'm going to equal stake the both. They're about six, seven to one. If you can get three dollars, three dollars fifty for one of those pair to win. Um, I'm pretty keen to to get involved here, Beach. What are you thinking? I'm really keen on Defiantly. Really keen. Really keen. As long as, as a lot of agreeance today. Isn't yeah, it? It makes me sick. If <laughs> if if uh, if Jade just has to keep this mare out of strife, it is flying. Just needs to be kept out of strife, working into the race. She doesn't have to burn it. The other day she had to burn fuel to tack on to Corporate Larrikin, which is not really Defiantly's go. No, it's no, it's not. That made that uh, that made the effort a little bit more meritorious, really. Yeah, and um, even though Corporate Larrikin wasn't breaking any records, but it was just it, she Jade just had to ride Defiantly that way on the day. 
Here she can be that little more patient, especially with the likely madness that's going to be unfolding ahead of her. If she can get three wide line working into the race, I reckon Defiantly wins this. Yep. Yeah. No, I can definitely see that. I mean, there's obviously some concerns with a horse that'll probably, I mean, ideally this is probably going to end up three, four pairs back. Um, you don't want it too close in the run, so we're no. gonna need you're gonna need Jade to find the right but runs. From five's almost a gift, really, isn't it? Because you just stay off the fence. Just bounce, stays off the fence, does no work early to hold a midfield spot. Yeah. Healthy respect for the big class dropper in Mycroft. I don't know how well 60 he's... 60 kgs, 2100? Yeah. Seems, yeah, it's, it's seems more, a stretch. Class, it does, yeah. His only other go over the journey was a pretty credible effort uh, with Kate Whitten on in a Bunbury Cup. Um, what about Navy Blue? Oh, that was a, that one. Yeah, it was that, fine. That one, really good. Couldn't, couldn't have been an easy decision for, for Jade to ride defiantly. It's, um, yeah, it's another danger. There's a lot of mm. a lot of winning chances um, in this race, but I'm, I'm, I'm still very much on the Jade McNaught train. Mm. Uh, I think she's still riding... Um, Probably not at her peak, but no, she's not, still riding. Um, she's still riding well enough, I think. And uh, they were going to go to the Albany Cup, but this is a far better option yeah, for a ratings points. Um, this is a perfect option. Yeah. It is, yeah. So yeah, very keen, defiantly, and um, and and Volkswagen Frank to be fighting out the finish of the get a, out in the get out. Yes, S T E A K S. BJ. Perfect. We got there. We in did. the end without too much enthusiasm, but we got there in the end. Look, they all pay the same at the end of the day, don't they? They do. All right, it's time for our best betting proposition of the day. Uh, thanks to Daniel Cripps, we've just lifted that um, comment and we've uh, put it straight into our podcast now. Thanks, Cripper. So mm -hmm. best betting proposition of the day. Terry, are you sticking to Saturday or are you, are you going uh, Sunday? I better stick Saturday, but okay. I'll, we will uh, digress to Saturday uh, shortly, to Sunday shortly, BJ. But uh, you lead us off here because I'm not, I'm not too certain where I'm uh, heading at the moment. So you lead us off here. The, the, obviously, the, there's the morals on the day, but they're very, very short. My mm -hmm. best betting proposition. I think this thing just wins. Guarded in the two-year-old race, race oh, three. Oh, really? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in alignment with Nifty Neville Parnham. Can we get the editor to um, get rid of my squeal I just did as well? Because that was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, squeal, BJ and, the squeal will stay. The squeal will stay. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, BJ and Neville in cahoots. Cahoots. I, think this, I, think just, I don't think they're a great bunch. I think this just jumps, runs, and is too good for them over 1,000. Uh, I'm really struggling for. I, there's a lot of double plays throughout the day. Um, as I said, I, I that's okay. The betting strategy in the last, I'd be happy with. I'm gonna BJ just led with saying that the the favourites look hard to beat. Let's just chuck Superstorm into um, special choice for about three to one. I know that's not exciting, and that's not really me as yep. a punter. Uh, but I've marked him a dollar sixty-five and a dollar fifty-five, so that's Value. above the quotes. Mm. Uh, I'd be trying with Superstorm. I'd be probably uh taking a top tote or a betfair sp on it um if you, if you play basically with these small margins if, if you play at the top tote and figure out where the best price is going to be instead of that multi being sort of 280 290 you can sort of get 350 380 the multi and that's where your value comes so while we're not going to win any prizes for it um superstorm and um and special choice bj maddie, maddie. you got a maddie for me well we got one up last week or a little little slice of one anyway with resistance of flooding home into yes, second yes at uh i think she was 50 to one when yeah, we were recording last thursday 10 bucks a hole so, for for most of that so um god bless her we took the winner as well flower of war you did yeah you oh did. you oh you were on serenity bay weren't you you were one of the the, the many I, was, I wasn't part of the lynch mob nah, on Twitter, though, that way. They were coming out of the way, Christ. 
had to get new locks. But <laughs> are you? Um, are you? No, I'm not interested in a Maddie. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars plus. We're we're yeah, looking. We've been to. a bit loose on that in recent weeks, haven't we? You, we did, we you did flag Guns of Navarone, though. Could that be a potential? Oh, man? Because I'm struggling that hard to actually find a complete nutter Maddie. It would be something like that. But I mean. I'm gonna break the rule a little bit. Laurentino is fifteen to one. Um, that's easily the the value for me. So I'm gonna break the rule a little bit. And we're with gonna a go boost. With, yeah, I'm gonna take a boost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just I, all I'd be doing is throwing out a name I don't really think can win yeah, like that. I, I just I but just you did, you did throw out Sweet Strawberry a place perhaps. Yeah, but well. again, that's only seven eight to one. Yeah. Um, no, I look. I, I think if you if you want to get horses beaten, then you can you can find value. I mean, special choice. You get a beaten straight away. You're talking. Um, you're talking anything for yeah. the remainder of them and a horse like duck feet will probably trade it um a hundred hundred to one i'd suggest if, you, if you're going for a complete nutter maddie duck feet's probably the one i'd um i'd lob out but i, I do think special choice will win the race but uh, no laurentini at 15 to one just looks like such good value to me mm. okay and as mentioned earlier in the in the preview my my Maddie place mainly is too fat, too slow from gate one. CJP, Justin Warwick, is going to get a sweet run in transit, could run into second or third behind special choice at a big price. So too fat, too slow. Okay. Horses to follow, Bernard. Have you got anything for us? I do. I do. Uh, our horses to follow continue to to bob up, which is which is handy yeah, for, it's for the listeners. It's been our best segment, hasn't it? Yeah, we might have to do huge. some... Uh, some stats, some data. <laughs> some data. Well, we need a bit of data. Um, I, I got. A, I had one horse from who's one of our faves actually from Pinjara last Saturday. I really liked the run of Spilling Over. Was Rails in Run on a day that wasn't really suited Rails in Run? I reckon he'll be winning a couple of this prep. Spilling Over is such a foolproof Jim Taylor horse. First up over twelve hundred. Drop it out. Let it run on. Second up. Well, second up its last couple of campaigns, moral beaten. I tell you what, there's been some hard watches spilling over, but uh, Mad yeah. Brad, yeah, Mad Brad, yeah. go and get, yeah, right, yeah, um, yes, I can see what you're saying there, and it's definitely uh, one to follow. JB will probably be back. I from thought the first out run was better than I anticipated. So if he's got that platform moving forward, he can only he can only launch from that, and he's more of a 14, 1500 meter horse. It's another, reason, it's another reason I actually like Laurentino. This is a really good second up stable, um, and another thing I didn't say with Laurentino earlier: its uh, second up record is uh, four placings, five starts, two of them wins. So. Yeah, I'll start talking about Laurentinio now. No, we just added added more, yeah, more weight did. to the case for more, Laurentinio uh, punters. A little bit more flower to it. And two uh, two more horses to follow from yesterday's Ascot midweek meeting. I really liked the run. This horse doesn't win out of turn. It's a pretty hard horse to catch, but I reckon it's just about ready. A horse called La Bionda. Colin Webster's stable was huge yesterday, as well as a horse by the name of Trade Thunder went back in the last race yesterday, worked to the line nicely under Troy Turner for the Tiana Robertson stable. Follow Trade Thunder closely in the coming weeks, Terry. She nearly got another winner with uh, Jevelation as well. She's getting, uh, she's getting very average horses to uh, do some pretty special things at the moment. So definitely the yard to follow. Yeah, very hot stable. Uh, I don't have a huge amount to follow this week, BJ. Star Talent's not a very exciting one. Um, Bunbury or Pinjarra Maiden a few weeks ago uh, got back. Typical Peters horse, looked off the bit and in trouble and was up ass as the last 200. Just yep. basically it's one of those ones now with the run under its belt, a bit more furnishing, a bit more uh, professional uh, for its next outing. Will be very hard to beat. Probably won't be a fancy price, but... 
Um, as a as a, a short man, I once knew used to say a short price winner is better than a long priced loser. Mm. Not that I always agree with that. And the other one is a horse that probably on the surface doesn't look like it's had all that many excuses. And these a bit like don't fuss. One I throw out a few ways here. I like ones that aren't necessarily that obvious to the eye. It's a horse called Skin and Tins. Now, while probably looks like it's had its chances and whatnot, it's been racing uh, the drop back to 1300 last start, just simply didn't suit it. This is a horse I want to see over the mile. I want to see Jade McNaught on, I want to see it draw a gate. Uh, obviously, a lot needs to Malian align. McNaught. Malian McNaught. Don't even need to do the form. Uh, a lot will need to align, but I, uh, I definitely... Um, I think it's a big possibility and I dare say it's next start will be over the mile. So let's hope it draws a gate. And um, I think we it's one you could probably get to get a price about on Saturday. Excellent. And he got we called for the circuit breaker and he got that Ash Maley at Pinjara yeah. last Saturday with uh, why oh. choose her ending a bit of a lean trot for the stable. Did you see the SP on that? So I've, I couldn't, first of all, I've had a, a bit fair, late. You're talking about it Betfair? Got out, yeah, sorry, Betfair SP. It ended up getting out to, um, I took a little, I'd already backed it early, way unders. I, I, yeah, I couldn't believe how much it drifted, but I've had a bit late at whatever, 35 to 1 or whatever it was. It's Betfair SP'd at $19. Makes I think you difference. might have even touched $48 on Betfair. Did it really? Yeah, at, um, like briefly, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, as I said, I took mid-30s late, but yeah, amazing the way it, uh, the way the race was run. It, it was pretty much home at, uh, at the 200 as well, the way they were all uh, fanning and folding. But um, anyway, it's a story for another day, isn't Skin it? Skin and tins. Skin and tins, exactly right. That'll be Maley's next winner, I think. Okay, and we know, we all know how much Terry loves his top-notch trialers. Mm. Have you got anything to add this week, Terry? Nothing this week, BJ. Okay, <laughs> all right. That is unusual. My top-notch trialers, uh, following on from Excelestial's first up victory mm. at Belmont at Ascot yesterday, which was um, which was very nice. Slashing. Slashing. Speaking of Tiana Robertson, a horse by the name of Mr. Delegator didn't mind its trial, Lark Hill, January 28. Watch the tape. It may even be trialling at Belmont tomorrow. So keep an eye out for a horse by the name of Mr. Delegator. One of this, I actually got quite a bit of an affinity with this horse. For Lion Machine, mm. Graham Ballantyne, Jason Whiting really worked home nicely in, in uh, her Lark Hill trial on Monday. She's gonna she's gonna pick up a, a win in town this prep. That's my prediction. And behind Cup Night, I think this fellow is just about my favourite horse, Fred Dag. He trialed at Bunbury on the seventh of Feb, so that was last Friday. He trialed nicely alongside Dutch Spy. He um, he's a really 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 smart horse, Fred Dag. So look out for him. You've got tipping him as well, don't you? I you, do. You yeah, get him at the right times, don't you? Yeah, he's been a really good horse for me. Thanks, Fred. But uh, he'll be resuming soon and keep an eye out for Fred Dag in the mm -hmm. weeks to come. Whatever happened to Terry? Mm -hmm. We touched on Adornment during the preview. That was, uh, she's just re-emerged and as has um, w last year's WOAKS winner, Dark Choice, mm -hmm. who hasn't raced since the Derby. She, she trialled on Monday as well. And while I was doing uh, some form for Adornment, I found a horse by the name of Broletta or Brolita 5, Sharon Miller. I think you um, had a bit of a story about this oh, horse, perhaps. Not just another one of the hard luck stories I continually spout. That's all I, uh, I was pretty keen on it at first up, but it's, it's last, it turns out it's his last, last ever start, career, right? Yeah. And um, absolute moral beaten. I think uh, AK47 was on board that day and mm. God, it was something beaten. It was absolutely backed off the map as well. So yes, not a not a way I wanted it to finish its career, but tell us where it is now. Well, I thought we'd better find out what's going on with Berlita 5, seeing as she hasn't been uh, sighted for some time. Turns out being retired and was served by Jimmy Chu, 
um, in Jimmy Chu in uh, September last year. So Berlita 5 is at stud punters. So last week we flagged a couple of horses to follow. A lady follow. of leisure these days. A lady of leisure. Uh, good luck to connections of Berlita 5. Actually, Berlita 5 to Jimmy Chu throw, definitely throws some sort of staying pedigree there. So mm-hmm. could be an Oaks derby horse in the making. Anyway, Tin Snip and Kelvin were two three-year-olds which we tracked closely. We wanted to know whatever happened to these two runners. Spoke to the Adam Durant camp during the week. Tin Snip was too embarrassed to race again because it didn't deserve the two-year-old a year award. Is that, yeah, is I think that why thing they is went in, running? In hiding. <laughs> Tin Snip's in hiding since he stole the WA Champion two-year-old of the year award from Terry's Dig Deep. No, in all seriousness, Tim Snip didn't oh, come serious. up last prep. Uh, went straight to the paddock. But uh, the stable is uh, confirms he is b- back in work. They're very happy with his progress this time, and he'll be trialling in a month's time. Keep an eye out for Tin Snip. Also, stable representative for Fred Kersley asked them about the progress of Kelvin. He had he did have a trial in on December two last year. They weren't hundred percent happy with him after that trial. Tipped him out for a month. He's back in training now, and also they are very enthusiastic about Kelvin's progress. So they're two smart three year olds. We had some people on Twitter asking us about a few horses, Blackwater Bay and Siani. We will chase those up during the week. And Terry, you flagged whatever happened to during the week. Yeah, I um, privately message you, ask you uh, whatever happened to Battle Storm, the uh, the Bob Peters sprinter. We see a lot of the Bob Peters stayers go out for long periods, and that doesn't surprise us. But the sprinters don't tend to have as long a, as long a break. So, um, whatever happened to Battle Storm, BJ? We'll chase it up. Okay, so yeah, good segment. If you got any whatever happened to, hit us up on Twitter at the One One Pod, and we're more than happy to uh, chat to the stables and uh, seek the information that everyone is chasing. And big thanks to the stables who have been so uh, forthcoming in the information when we've uh, hit them up on horses uh, that we're looking at in the whatever happened to segment. Mm-hmm. Lastly, Terry, uh, interesting former WA handicapper, now Hong Kong based, Ian Melpass. He uh, was in our mentions on Twitter. He asked who do we think will end up with the better cv out of peter investments three-year-olds windstorm and superstorm and we've discussed during the week that we think it might be a good poll question twitter poll so tomorrow afternoon friday afternoon i'm going to put a twitter poll up asking our listeners who they think will end up with the better career cv uh, between Windstorm and Superstorm. Let's see. Let's let the public decide, Terry. I'll be voting for Windstorm. I imagine you'll be similarly aligned. I'd, I think Windstorm's a better horse, but the answer for me would be whoever um, stays more injury-free and Bob lets have a more uh, has a longer career, basically. Yep. I think so, they're both very talented, but I think Windstorm might be a little bit more furnished. So we'll be voting for Windstorm and then Superstorm probably win the Australian Guineas. 100%. Well, <laughs> means Windstorm's going to have to win an All-Star Mile or something of that nature, doesn't it? So interesting question. And we might make the uh, the 1-1 Twitter polls a feature moving forward. Yeah. Could, be, could be another Let's another segment. So, But I think it's just about time we wrap things up, Terry. Yeah, I think that brings us to the end of another episode of the 1-1. Thank you all for uh, for joining us for another marathon look at, uh, at Ascot card we're struggling to get too enthused about but hopefully we've steered you towards a couple of winners looking forward to having luke fernie on the program next week pick his brains about a few of his horses and a few of his different uh 
training methodologies, I guess, as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he picks up any horses at the upcoming sales. He can always give them a plug, and he's definitely the star we want to get involved in at the moment. He's a real up-and-coming um, trainer with a really good um, strike rate uh, at the minute. Good pedigree also. Yeah, 100%. We've got the Albany Cup on Sunday, and I just want to throw out, this is probably the horse race I'm probably most excited about for the weekend. Um I am very keen uh, on Dark Musket in the Albany Cup on Sunday. I'm hoping we see a prize. I think you're going to see pretty good you love that. You love that horse, don't you? I, I like him. In, I know what he needs and he needs – I wish this was an extra 100 or 200 metres, a 2,100. You know what he needs. Mate, we're going to see speed from Proxy, <laughs> Swift Platinum, Corporate Larrikin. That's going to push Superior Smile three back the fence. And to me, it's the biggest danger. Lord Help Me Run's drawn the car park. I don't think Lord Help Me Run will get the 2,100 with the big weight. Uh, Mackenzie Brooks, an up-and-comer coming out of a graduation to this type of race. Dark musket, Jason will smoke the pipe, smoke the pipe, come at him late. It deserves to win a race sure like does. this. So sure does, yeah. I've marked it, a, I've marked it a, a slight favorite at five bucks in a very even field. I reckon we'll be able to shop the best part of double that. There's no markets at the time of recording, but uh, very keen dark musket. Looking forward to having Luke on next week and until next week on the 1-1. One, one.